following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a great show for you guys today. We have Tamara, 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 Tamara Glenn, I always mess it up you guys. Tamara Glenn coming back again, our last show with her was fantastic and we had a great time and we have Dan Babbitt coming back on who hasn't been on for a few years but we recently saw him at an event so we invited him back on he's a lot of fun so it's going to be a great show and you guys are going to love it um, before we get started let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host Mr. Ron Russell I'm not speaking to you <laughs> I'm very angry with you I'm mad at you you know I think romance has gone from my marriage Because I put my glasses on the other day, and Jimmy said I look like who? Iris Apfel. (laughs) Is that a nice thing to say? And only people watching can see this, so if you're listening, you got to watch the video. (laughs) I put my glasses down. Well, now I look like her. That's hilarious. So, (laughs) I mean, I went from... Tony Curtis, I was, boy, that's a big drop. Cindy Lele thought it was funny. She's in the chat room. What's up, Cindy? How are you? Could you imagine Iris? I mean, what is she, 100? I think think she's she's like 100 years old. She has her own Barbie doll. Oh, she does. I mean, that's amazing. So, What a compliment. What made you ever think that? Because your hair was all sticking up, and 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 she wears big glasses like that, and you both have super white hair. So I told my daughter Leslie and Deirdre this, and they said, Daddy, for Halloween, you should go as Iris. Once you went as Andy Warhol, now go as Iris. Put lots of bracelets, beads, big red lips, and and glasses, and just go. Anyway, the strike is coming, and we're a little upset about it because SAG said that actors are not allowed to work as long as the SAG actors cannot work as long as the strike is going on. Unless they were already signed and have already signed everything and the things are already in position. They're filming. In other words, they're not going to kill a production. But if it's a henceforth production. So we're scheduled for June 10th to do Death House, which I'm excited about. You know that. But now if the strike is going to last a long time. It might mm -hmm. mess things up for us on several Between COVID, we don't work. Then the strike, we don't work. Then the funding doesn't come through. We don't work. Then the actors are not available. We have to wait for them so we don't work. Don't be an actor. Anybody that wants to be an actor, you're an idiot. I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm old. I'm finished. I'm finito. But being an actor is waiting. It's all you do is wait for work. You're always looking for work. And then when you get work, you're waiting for work. 
my mother was right. She said to me, Ronnie, get a job in a union and work for Con Edison because you could be a ditch digger, but you retire at 45 with a pension. My mother had high aspirations for me. <laughs> I told her I want to be an actress. You know what she said? Oh, yeah, Hollywood's just waiting for you. Well, there I am. That's so, James, hilarious. what's going on? That's just hilarious. I have somebody who wants the link to see the show because he thought it was on our YouTube channel, and it's not, so I'm going to send Whatever that means in Chinese. I'm going to send African the link to him real quick. And, but anyway, uh, so things are getting uh, – we have new news for you. Jimmy and I have finally decided to make a move, and in about a year's time, we're going to go back to the East Coast. And this way, we can be bi-coastal, go to work Hollywood, work New York. Reason being – we do the show now from our home. So in New York, we'll have a, a bigger space. So we'll build a studio. We can do our show from our home in the Hamptons. So we're moving to the East Ham one of the Hamptons on Long Island in New York. Most of the work that we'll be doing is in Atlanta, New Mexico, Georgia. I mean, all over. East Coast is really hot now for making movies. Hollywood is no longer the place that only makes movies. In fact, uh, the, the, some of the laws here that the uh, uh, SAG has for people in Hollywood working are a little stringent. If you go 50 miles out of LA proper, you can get away with murder with SAG. So that's what all the producers and, and filmers are doing now because working in LA is very costly, uh, difficult getting workers, believe it or not, uh, to get crew because crew are always running around. They're in Florida, they're in Georgia, they're in Canada. So now we've become uh, no longer Hollywood. As as uh, we're going to be the, working the everywhere. Capital. We'll be working in in California. We'll be working. So we'll in be Nevada. working all over. We'll be so working in the reason in being that we're going back to Long Island, New York, is because I'm a New Yorker. And I miss my friends and I miss my accent and I miss my uh, surroundings. I miss the ocean and I'm used to being, you know, I, I was born in Brooklyn, but I grew up uh, the end of my life on Long Island. So I miss the ocean. I miss the beach. I miss the cool weather. I miss Christmas with snow if we ever get it. Uh, I just miss a lot of things. And Jimmy is also an East Coaster, but he's from Florida. so. He doesn't care. <laughs> right? you know, I don't really care. You know, where he lives. As long as I have good Wi-Fi and we're together, that's all that matters. Home is, has, home is where we are together. Monsters and I have to have my monsters and my his, toy collection. And his, what do they call Puckatoos? Uh, Those Pucks. Oh, Funko Pops. Oh, Funko Pops. Yeah, I'm really going heavy in the Funko Pops <laughs> now, you guys. And for my birthday, we're going to go to the Funko Pop Museum, maybe even before my birthday, and we're going to get Funko Pops made of us. Because you can get your own Funko Pop. Could you imagine I'm going to be a Funko Pop? But you know what people are going to say when they see mine? They're going to say, oh, that's Ron Russell's Funko Pop. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to Viral Victor in the chat room. He listens to our show in replays, but he's never watched it. He's in England. He's why, a, why can't you watch he's, it? He's watching it now for the first time. Oh, He's hey. in the chat room. So I want to say hi. He welcome, does a lot welcome. of work for me. Um, we're, we're like uh, on website stuff. He's a genius. He's fabulous. So we want to welcome to our audience and into our chat room because um, he's super cool. And everybody and Don loves our, our background. This is our old background, you guys, that we used to use and we stopped using it. But now we're That's doing so cool. it different. Uh, so we thought we would go back to it and maybe the background would be easier and not so confusing with us in the background. So... 
Um, and then he says she loves my shirt and Ron's hair. <laughs> and Astro's and here. And Astro's here. <laughs> Yay, Astro. He's such a ham. I said to him, he's worse than any of the jerks we know in Hollywood that killed for a part in a movie or to be on TV. He scratches at my leg saying, okay, I have to go on TV again. He loves it. He's a ham. He is such but a But he's ham. not union, so it's okay. We can have him on. <laughs> you know, I'd like to register him with the union because if ever we need a dog in a movie, we could get him, and he gets paid handsomely. Only problem is he's not really trained too well. Yes, he's trained. I'll lie. But <laughs> yeah. I never lie, so I won't do that. He can be in your movie, though. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I use the word lie, and I hate that word, so I made a mistake. But I would never do that. But, yeah, he could be in my movie. Right, Astro? You want to be in 1943 movie? We can put a Frank Sinatra bow tie on you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we love him anyway. So we'll keep you guys posted with what's going on with all the movie yeah. stuff. Hopefully we're not it moving for up. like another year. Oh, yeah, something. we're not moving for a while. For so long, for long. It's just that this is what we're thinking of doing, and I'm pretty sure this is what we're going to do. Um, you know, uh, I love Southampton. And East, Ham East Hampton is a little too far out. And East Hampton is kind of snobby. But I like West Hampton and I like South Hampton. Uh, actually, South Hampton is where I hung out mostly. So I would That'd like... That would be fun. Ron has family. I mean, friends there, you know, that have been his lifelong friends. And I have... Who I like mean, family. A lot of people who've been on the show. Soho Johnny, Billy Hess, Eileen Shapiro. <clears throat> you know, all our friends. We have a lot of friends there. Wendy Stewart. I know a lot of you guys watch yeah, your show. And we have a lot of friends here in L.A., so we, we will go back and forth and see everybody. And the good thing is in the winter when it's really cold in New York, <clears throat> we'll make it so that we will be working in California. They want to know if you use purple shampoo on your hair to get it that to look like purple that. shampoo. <laughs> oh, you mean drab? Make it silver. No, it's not silver. That's just it's really white. You guys can't tell. Mine's more silver. No, you know what gray. it is. No, mine's gray. I, I, it, it's very hot here. It was 105 and 110, and I drove with the top down, so my hair gets bleached from the sun. And it makes it really crystal, crystal white. But no, I don't have any blue rinses in it or anything like that. It looks nice. Oh, it looks like shit. I cut my hair for the part. You know, I have to look old. for Because I'm playing a, a father to an act, a very famous actor. And the very famous actor is only about 15 years or 16 years younger than I am. So it won't look good if I was 15 when I knocked somebody up and had him. So I have to look old. So I cut my hair short. And, um, you know, with makeup, and I mean, not that I look young, but I don't look like I could be his father. Viral I want to look 83 is what I'm saying. Viral Victor's balls. So he said he wishes he had hair to use purple shampoo. <laughs> get a wiggle. Get a, wiggle. Get a, get a, get a toupee. Get a toupee and rinse it. Yeah, no, they use a drabber. Years ago, uh, Clairol. If, I don't know if Claire also in business, made a wonderful drabber. It was purple, and it came in a bottle. And all the blondes that came up brassy and yellow dumped this on their hair. In the salon, we knew better than to put it on hair that was not bleached high enough, because if your hair was golden, the minute the blue hit it, it turned green. <laughs> so you had green hair. So make Excuse sure me. that your hair is a very high blonde if you use a drabber. And that's what it's called. It's called a drab. Cindy Lady Lake says she has long hair, but you always tell her to like make fun of her and say she has extensions, but it's actually her hair. She just got a lot I, of it. I don't make fun of your hair. Why did I, I love her hair. Teases, not make fun. Teases. I don't even tease her about it. I tease She's her about beautiful. being a lesbian. <laughs> She's not. She's not, folks. That was a joke. You know, something you make people laugh. <laughs> 
Actually, like she's it. a tranny, but I didn't want to say that either. <laughs> yeah. But no, I never made fun of her extensions. Because Cindy Lady Lake is I have one to of my chat with you about that. One of my Cindy Lady Lake. She's one of my oldest social media friends. Who now we're more than social media friends. We talk every week on the now phone, lovers. and we do all kinds of work and projects together. And even though we've never physically met, we've been friends for about fifteen years. They and, just do uh, nude back and forth nude <laughs> sets. <laughs> yeah. They have computer sets. But nude. She gets naked. He gets naked, and yeah. we talk dirty. I don't want to talk dirty with a with a pretty woman. You want to talk dirty with a pretty <laughs> you. man? You know, we used to talk dirty when I was in Florida and you were in New York and I was taking care of my that's dad. Not, that's not, that's too <laughs> That's very private stuff to me. Anyway. And I used to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. What am I getting know. into with this guy? So we're going to take uh, – oh, let me do my little like commercial. So, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron, Ron Russell. We want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. We're on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. And uh, we're also on about 150 other platforms, but those are the most popular ones that everybody knows. So please – uh, keep listening to us. We appreciate everybody's support and it's support in social media. It's fantastic. We really do appreciate it. Watch up. Uh, now you really like that's totally Iris, which people who aren't watching can't even see that. Um, I think our first I may do that Halloween. Here in a second. Are we going to the, 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 the annual uh, Halloween ball? Yeah, we're going. We go to this. They just uh, announced it. Madame Tussaud's uh, Halloween ball every year we go. And I think I will go as Irish. It could be a lot of fun. I know. It would be fun. It would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We go but, to every but, year. It's Brian Sykoff, and it benefits the American Cancer Society, and all the money goes. And last year, we raised almost $18,000, I think, for yeah. them, which is a, a really good thing. Yeah. And if you would like, go to – what's what's Brian's show called? Oh, Movie Reviews and More. Go to Movie Reviews and More by on Brian. YouTube. I, by, on YouTube. I was on yesterday, excuse me, and I was politically insane and totally honest and open about what's going on in this world and country. And I thought I would be thrown off the air, but I wasn't. In fact, he got a tremendous uh, hit on that show from it because everybody was agreeing with what I was saying. So if you want to uh, see Ron Russell at his outrageousness most, watch Brian's show. What's movie it? Reviews and More. It's got movie posted on it's got, That's the name of the YouTube channel, Movie Reviews and movie More. Movie Reviews and More. So we're going to take a quick music break, and then I think our guest, I think she might be here. Uh, they didn't say she's here, but I think she might be here. But we're going to play Young Zuck, you guys. Let it go. It's a short song. Uh, Young Zuck, just, we want to congratulate him. He just graduated. Yes. From college, uh, college uh, the other day, and he's in Florida shooting yeah. a music video. Um, but we want to congratulate Young Zuck. Uh, he'll be back in L.A. soon, and we'll I'm see him. I'm surprised they're not having a graduation party for him here. Uh, all his friends, I think, are there, so a whole bunch of people. <clears throat> so right, anyway, what about this, his friends here? This is this is Young Zuck's Let It Go, and then we'll be back with T Tamara Glynn. Take it, check it out, everybody. Oh, Astro, I have. Don't tell me that. On a Sunday, thinking it was Monday. Can't remember last night. I just remember one day. Like model on the runway, searching for the one thing. I'm just trying to get back and maybe have a fun day. Don't tell me, let it go. On the road, at the show, just a show. When you only feeling down, you let me know. Don't tell me, let it go. On the road, at the show, just a show. When you only feeling down, you let me know. Like a model on the runway, searching for the one thing. 
my true emotions show Trying to balance thoughts Put me in a different place Find myself from being lost I'm on the straightaway Now I'm on the coast Chilling in another state Cheers, just make it toast I woke up on a Sunday Thinking it was Monday Can't remember last night I remember one thing I'm all on the wrong way Searching for the one thing I'm just trying to kick back And maybe have a fun day Don't tell me when it go On the road at the show Just for show When you only feeling down You let me know Don't tell me let it go On the road at the show Just for show When you only feeling down You let me know Don't tell me let it Suck, you guys let it go his album's gonna drop sometime this summer i think called expensive taste i've had a preview of it i've listened to all the songs uh they're really really good and i'm super excited for it and now wait what i don't know if i'm prejudiced because he's a good friend of ours and i really like zuck a lot he's a wonderful young man he's a, a clean cut young guy he's not a dopey or a jerk or any of that stupid crap he's a decent intelligent respectable guy with a good talent i like his music it's 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 not really rap. It's kind of like nice. It's like pop rap. Yeah, I like it a lot. And I'm not just saying <laughs> and that. And he can sing, too. Some of his new songs have him singing yeah. in them. And I'm not just saying that because he's a good friend of ours. If, if, if he stunk, I would have just said. You wouldn't have said anything nice. like you always do. <laughs> I just smile. Anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest, you guys. Tamara Glenn is coming on. <laughs> Super excited to see her. We haven't seen her in a while. And she's a fabulous, fabulous talent. And a wonderful friend. And so let's get her on here. Hopefully she's there. Hey! Yes, Hi, baby. Say something. Yes, how are you? Oh, oh we're so good. I'm so happy to be back on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And this could not have happened at a more opportune time. So, um, yeah, thank you. Girl, awesome. we're going to hear all about it, right? We're, we're happy to see everything that's like going on. First off, you already know Ron yeah, and I. Don't introduce been on. me. We know Say hi to the chat room. There's some people. Hi, chat room. Me. Hello. All of my love to you guys. And I hope everyone is really. Tamara. Tamara. I hope. No, I really hope everyone. I, I hope everyone is having a fantastic super day in the in the land of where the fuck is Waldo that we're all living in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I actually, I always get your name. I, I swear to God, I don't know why I always want to say Tamara when it's Tamara. And uh, I like Tamara better. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Thanks for renaming me after 15 years. <laughs> I mean, because, no, no, Tamara sounds like a camera. But Tamara <laughs> sounds like, oh boy, I'm going to see her tomorrow. <laughs> to remember my name as say Tamara like camera. And Tamara. they'll still come back and go Tamara. And I'm like, no, it's it's Tamara like camera. Tamara, it's Tamara like <laughs> So here's what I did. So I Googled you on YouTube. Because um, I, I, I Googled you on YouTube to, to make sure I got the pronunciation. And three years ago, you were on Fox News with Paris Randall who I have not spoken to in years, but believe it or not, he was one of the very first guests on this show 15 years ago. Um, wow, he's such a cool guy. He's super fantastic. Um, and so I, so I actually watched the interview. You guys were at a convention together signing autographs, oh, oh, and it was oh, very so cool. Did it get kissy face at any time? Was it smoochy-woochie? <laughs> no, I have to tell you guys a little quick like backstory because Paris, 
uh, we went out to do Fox News and down in Austin, Texas, promoting cult classic convention. And so God love him. He has this cute little sports car. So we get, I get into it for us to go to Fox News. It's like seven o'clock in the morning, whatever. And Captain and Tennille, love will keep us together. Was oh, that's a good story. I love that song. I made him hit rewind, back it up, play it again <laughs> 500 times. So that song is forever dear to me, and I will always love that. Precious little. Yeah, but you're avoiding my question. He, he you, wants to know. No, no, no. Did you do kissy face, smoochy poochy? She wants to know if you're with marriage. No, no. He's kissy. married, I think. So what? Yeah, he is married. It was, it was nerve wracking enough going on Fox in Austin, and the show was great, and they, we were so well received. Um, so yeah, I we are friends, and we stay in touch occasionally, not near as much as I would like, but yeah, it's all it's all great. Now, he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. He's made some great films, and he's kind of like the king of indie horror. Yeah. Really. I mean, he's in, like, every major indie horror film, except for Terrifier 2, like you. <laughs> so are you working, lucky girl, if you are? She is. Are you working presently? At yes, this I, I am working, and throughout the where the fuck is Waldo, where we all are right now, right. you know, I am so grateful. And I continue to stay blessed that I have all of these years um, as my backstory that allow me to go to conventions. Oh, but see, I, I think I've made a decision with the wrong producers to say yes to their movies because none of them are getting funded. I'm in six or seven. <laughs> movies. I really I have six or seven movies coming up this year. And nobody's got money. And now with the writer's strike, we're going to lose the movie I'm supposed to be on next month. So what do you think about this crappy writer's strike and what's going to happen to you guys, it? Honestly, with the, I'm just going to speak so honest and I'm going to be so raw and I'm not going to. It's going to have to all go to shit before it can reboot and everything get better. You know, yeah. there's everything right now is so oversaturated. Yes. And I think it's causing so many problems. Um, you know, what people don't understand about this industry, that there's a legitimate side to Facebook and social media. And that's the side I came from. Me too. So Me too. Yeah, you guys know as well. And... You know, it's getting so out of control that again, and I may have spoken, you know, about this on my, on the last show I did with you guys, but it is so rampant. It is a disease in itself. People have to fucking be paid to work. Yes. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Angelina Jolie gets 25 million. Brad Pitt gets 15 million. They're getting paid to work. This is the problem. These stars, who the hell they think they are because somebody made them superstars, get this kind of money. And the guy like me, or maybe you, who works their asses off, gets minimal wage. You know, unions, well, we owe union, Ron, so you're going to get X amount of dollars a day. So, so why doesn't Brad Pitt get the same that I get? Well, because he's, <laughs> he's Brad Pitt. 
So his name is better than the union. So the union has got to say, hey, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, no more of 25 million. You're not worth it. You're an actor, an <laughs> actor, a person that is you peeing shit like everybody else. And you're an actor. You put makeup on, you go and read lines like a moron after time and you get twenty five million dollars. Get rid of half of that and, and let it trickle down to the rest of it. That is the studio system. And personally, I don't fault Angelina, Brad Pitt, all of the agents. No, Angela, I know it since a child. Do you fault at this point because it is so rampant? And I'm going to go back to my eBay theory. You know, once upon a time, eBay was really cool. Yes. And when you went on eBay, there were niche things you were looking for if you're a collector, you know, be it anything across the board. And when then all these other people start selling and when you can get everyone to where they can do something, it loses worth and value. Yeah. eBay is shit. Same way, same way guys with consumer technology. Because yes. when you can go to Best Buy or Walmart or on your phone and think you're going to be the next terrifier, that you're going to have a studio release, that you're 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 living in a you're it's fucking a fucked up world. See, no, listen, <laughs> and it's got to be called out. And then what happens is, no, let me let me just finish on for a minute because I'm so over this right now because nobody gets what's really going on, the, the layers, the, the dynamics here. You've got everybody, all these people, thousands and thousands and umpteen goodles of thousands of people who have put the time in, they paid their dues, worked their asses off. All of this is affecting Everyone down the chain. Yes. Independent film included. It is, it's all of this. Makeup artists, hairdressers, wardrobe stylists. So all of the all of those that have been in the trenches, and then because of social media, everybody thinks they're a star in their own head because they get 10 likes on a post. Then yeah, that, that's what I can't, can't stomach. Stand I can't hate stand those people. And I don't use that, never use the word hate. When, when I have them on my page, I want to throw up. I was friends with a very important fashion designer. I won't use her name, but she's Asian, Chinese. And she has such a head that she thinks that she is better than God and everybody else. Yes. That I was nauseous from her. I could no longer be her friend because to praise her bah, ha, 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 every day was exhausting. And that's what I have on my page. A lot of people who want Ron Russell, why they need my, okay, my critiquing, I'll never know. But as long as I tell them how fabulous they are, they're there. The minute I don't mention them, they're gone with the wind. They're gone. They're like. So I, I don't give a shit. I'm glad they're gone because they're not worth it anyway. If everyone would get out of their head and go back and show people some fucking respect. Well, let's not go there. Let's go back to Hollywood. Carol Burnett was asked, would you do you? your show today, and Carol Burnett said we couldn't possibly do it because what the show cost back then today would be in the many, 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 many millions and we couldn't get funded. This is the problem today. As long as we have 15 and 20, look at that, what's his name? He got a million bucks for three minutes and they put a plug in his ear because he's uh, got- Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, he's gone, yeah. you know. He got a half a day, a million dollars half, for half a, day, a day. A million dollars. Right. 
producers cannot produce a film anymore because these stars are getting outrageous amounts of money. If we got those big For salaries, indie film, he's talking about us indie producers like me because I produce film, right. a lot of films. If we got that money and put it towards the film, we would make a better film. All the actors would be paid better and everybody would be happier. It's not fair to have royalty in Hollywood. Those days, my day. Joan Crawford, Clark Abel, Betty Davis, royalty. They rule the studio in the world. Brad Pitt does not rule anything because as far as I'm concerned, he's not the most handsome man and he's not the best actor. Now, Angelina Jolie, I know since a child, she grew up in my house, as you know, or everybody knows. I won't say a bad word about her. She's a brilliant actress, but... Angie, I love you to pieces, honey, but you ain't worth 25000 25000000 <laughs> I think, too, as a whole, and I think a lot of this, too, is coming down to everything being so overly saturated with the final deliverable platforms. Yes. I think that's where a lot of this is coming from. And because they need all of this content, be it good, bad. I know so many director of photographies out there that can't even freaking white balance. But I know, know writers that are losing writers in Silver Lake. I know two that are losing their houses. Yeah. Because they can't get their work. And they have, these are famous writers that have been writing for 20 years. You know, the, the whole thing with the Writers Guild, they have all these like things that they're trying to get done. But really, the biggest thing that, that, that even though it's not number one on the list, what they're really upset about, because I've talked to several of them in the last two days, um, is the fact that they don't get paid for streaming. Streaming, no, no, just, they're, not getting, they're not getting any money for it. And, no. and I, that's not correct. I don't believe that that's correct. I think that they should have been able to, I mean, it would have been nice if they could find a way to not like, you know, make the whole industry fall apart because of it. But, but, you know, SAG is coming up next and SAG is going to be the, you know, SAG's June 1st. They is going to follow. DGA is going to follow. I've got this many residual checks. Um, yeah. And I've got a whole stack over there. Um, I know what residual wise I'm making off streaming. And it's nothing, right? I mean, nothing. I'm very happy to get a bubble gum. I mean, I'm happy to get a residual check. I got one for 15 cents for something I did 30 years ago. So yeah. I, they wasted the stamp. I mean, really now. Yeah. But I think all of this has to, I think it just like be it politically in the world right now. It's so everything is the overflow is that we we need a reboot. We need a reboot in independent film. People do need to get paid fair wages. What, it's, what? it's ridiculous that people in Hollywood, they can't even, for, I mean, I literally, I don't know how people are doing it. Um, and that's just, that's not life. And it's so sad. Well, they're working at Starbucks. You get 18 bucks an hour at Starbucks. And you, that's more than some make. Listen, I have friends of mine that make these $15 movies, I call them. You know, they're like 20000 They pay everybody 100 bucks. 100 yeah. bucks. Get, Jimmy and I live in Palm Springs. If they offer me 100 bucks, it's that in gas. Cost me that so much you're working for there. free. So actually, the, the, that's another point I want to bring up to you, and I want your opinion on this one. 
I'm going to, I can't say her name because it will involve a lot of people, but there's a very famous actress that we're friends with. She's beautiful and she's blonde and she's a wonderful actress and she's a dearest, dearest friend. And she just did a movie. The photography was beautiful. Right. The camera was beautiful. The, the sound was beautiful. The location was beautiful. The acting was atrocious. You know why? Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't have the funding. So they let people in for $5,000 each to be an actor. They did Indiegogo there were about campaigns. Ten, there were about 10 people on the set. My friend, who was a professional actress for years, said, Ron, I worked my tits off. She said it was impossible. Impossible because they were so flat and bad. She yeah. said they, they killed everything I tried to do. This has got to stop. That's why we need to get production where they can get funded. I wish they would bring a studio system back where these people can form a studio. All of my friends out there, Joe Kelly and the, the Mall Brothers, Mall Brothers, all great producers, uh, the fella in, in my, what's his name? Anyway, a whole so gang great. of them. I wish they would all consolidate and form a studio. This way they could get funds and bring back the studio system where only professional actors worked under professional conditions. We went to a movie premiere, and I'm not going to mention it because we love the guys, but they had oh. uh, there was 100 people with one line because each one paid like $1,000 yeah. you know, on a line. So there's 100 characters that aren't even needed in the story. <laughs> I said to Jimmy, you know. I'm going to shoot myself if I had a gun here. I would do something. But you know what? Those are the ones that I'm literally trying to stay away from because oh. – you know, yeah. people don't realize, I mean, yes. And do I certainly, I mean, currently, yes. Um, you know, I'm working with a few campaigns, but there should be a limit. I personally, as an actress, I don't want to work on any film that has a hundred, 100 producers yeah. <laughs> when they do give them when the credits are rolling, you spend more time watching this bullshit. And you're like, Wait, right. you're oh my God. Man. And then all these people that have given a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. Oh my god, no, I'm not a school teacher anymore. I'm a movie star, I'm a producer. Knock it the fuck off. I'm done. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm from I'm a hundred, so I'm from old Hollywood. I'm I'm, I mean, I'm just y'all. No, I'm in. I'm used to the Hollywood of 1950s. Mm -hmm. In 1950, you had one or two producers, and they were never in the movie because that they were behind the camera. Today, all these producers are directors, actors, and what? Are you okay. All lines? And yeah, so and this, so this is the world that I feel like we are approaching approaching that scares the shit out of me. So let's do a pay-to-play director. Let's do I tell you what, in life, let's go ahead, let's go pay to play on everything. Fuck everyone's training. Let's do a pay-to-play pilot. Let's do a pay-to-play surgeon in life. That would be so scary. This has to stop. <laughs> and you know what else? I'm going to open another door for you. Here's a new door for you. I wrote a movie. It takes place 1943. It's about a Jewish woman who's a bookie married to an Italian man who's a loan shark mafia. Okay? I comedy. wanted Jennifer... Goodwin. Uh, yeah. What's your name? The blonde, the, the big tits, um, the funny uh, one, Jennifer. Coolidge. Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge. I wanted Jennifer Coolidge desperately. 
And friends of mine know her personally, so I could go directly to her without a manager ruining it to offer her the part. But I'm told I can't because Jennifer Coolidge is not Jewish. And the role has to be played as and a Jewish character. If you're Jewish, you have to have a Jewish actor. If you're a Chinaman, you have to have a Chinese actor. There's no such thing as putting on makeup anymore to become another person. That's now, what I think it is. Did we go into the world to be creative? Hey, I'm, not, I'm, not done, I'm not done yet. Somebody we know has a trans in a movie, and a trans is playing it who has never acted. Now, I could have played a trans easily because I did drag years ago but I won't get it. So this is what's happening. Washington is in Hollywood. And I say, get the fuck out of Hollywood, Washington. Hollywood Absolutely. is entertainment. Washington Absolutely. is politics and never the twain shall meet. But today, Hollywood is so damn wok. Woke. Woke, whatever the fuck <laughs> it's called. And, and, so, and so liberal to the point of nausea that they're doing this to all the actors. And you know what? I'm happy that I started this business 64 years ago because if I wanted it today, guess what? I go be a, a loan shark. <laughs> it's happening for those that, of us that, that know the industry. Inside out, upside down. Inside out, and upside down. And if we, we, I mean, all of this is positioning us to where, because everyone's entitled. If you say boo to someone, oh my God, she said boo to me. It's like, wake up. This has to stop. There has got to be a movement where people like actors like me, you, those of us that know this shit, and two, you know, we're not doing this as hobbyists. We do this full time. <laughs> I right? do. I'm, I'm an old white girl. I'm I'm about to be 55 in December. I've got a grandbaby coming. Hey, congratulations. Good, 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 good. I saw that you were gonna put a put a saddle on your dog because you have a big like golden doodle or some kind of and that's my son's dog. Henry is the oh my god, and he's still a baby. Henry's going to be the size of like a camel, but I agree with what you're saying because the actors of today want fame. They want That's to tell they want. They don't want to fucking work. They want to be on a red carpet. No, they no. Want to and you know what? And you know what? I'm going to add to that. Producers, these managers out there, they are wave riders. These yes. people have never been on anything legitimate in their lives. And just because, I mean, it's just smoke and mirrors. And please, people, I want this interview to go viral. Please don't ever try to be an actor. It's just. I didn't finish my thought. Okay. No, I lost it. It was a good okay, point. Okay, well, you come back to it. Point. I have two it was thoughts. A good point. Number so, one, going to the Indiegogo thing. Uh, I would not have a problem if Indiegogo raised money for perks and none of the perks were acting. You get the DVDs, autographs, get to visit exactly. the set, something like that, but you exactly. don't meet people. Actors, I would be okay with it, you know, raising money that but way. You've got people out there do have acts that do have, whether it's inheritance, whether it's the retirement, whatever. What I've seen happen over and over and over again, and yes, y'all, I know there are totally legitimate campaigns. I'm a huge fan of the Mahals myself. 
I pray to work with Sonny and Michael. I do. I like their films. Their their cast members are my friends. I would love to partner with all of them. They were very good friends with them. Yes, and they're amazing. Everyone has got to realize the Mahals, the Terrifier producers, the Terrifier team, everyone thinks because of their lack of knowledge that they can do this. They don't understand the team itself and what it takes to obtain any level of success, which to me success in this industry is being a working actor. Right. Not it. You have to become an actor in order to you be do. An Now, you when do. I watched, we're going to use a mall film because I love Sonny. I'm not saying bad. He shoots a beautiful movie. Right. He's a wonderful, wonderful producer. You know what his problem is? Money. If he had $25 million, I would run to see his film because it'll be an Academy Award he winner. It would be dangerous. Yeah. No, <laughs> the, mall, the Mall brothers yeah, have more good. talent. Michael. No. Marcel Waltz and the Mall Brothers have right. talent beyond belief in right. our business. I, I, anyway, um, they just need money. And if, they didn't have, well, if they didn't have to crowdfund the money and they actually oh, right, had money, right, they right, could right, put right, together right. a beautiful now, project. Now, I, I saw their movie, uh, Bermuda. Doomed, Bermuda Island. Bermuda, Bermuda Island. And I picked out all the pay-by-go people. They act like this. They put their arms at their side and they stand there and they say, oh, look at that. The sun just came up and now the palm tree is swaying. Oh, me, oh, my. Run. The monsters are coming. What? I said, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> what a wonderful film he was making. And my Sarah French was in it, my darling friend. Right, right, right. right. It was wonderful in it. Just to look at, and, and she's a brilliant actress. She's probably one of our best actresses around, if not the best of the young girls, the very young girls. So I said to Sonny, listen, I, I love your movie, but I loved uh, Tommy Knockers. With Richard right, Rico. Right, right. Richard, Are you, Richard, you know Richard Rico? Richard was wonderful in that film. He's a good friend. Kind of Richard like and I, we've done interviews together, but also one of my closest friends in the world is Robert Lasardo. Oh, yes. Richard did a brilliant job in that movie. But anyway. You, I want to go back to my point, wait, though. I will. I'm going to give you the floor. <laughs> we, no, no. It's just that you talk about things that I, I'm passionate. I'm, I'm compassionate about. You know, I'm emotional about. Because don't forget, I'm in yeah. the business. I was 19 when I started. I grew up in the business. I lived in the business. And I've watched it turn to shit. And it's heartbreaking for me. It's so hard that to, to have to deal with oh, yeah. the, the creeps that I deal with. I mean, I was on a set of a, of a movie I won't even mention because I hate the bitch that wrote it. And I hate the movie. And I wouldn't give it a plug. But the director was hideous. Uncooperative, young, nasty, snotty. Treated me as an old jerk. Like, go, go, go. Like, just disrespectful. I was on sets years ago with old actors. I can't remember one, but old 1940 actors. Please, sir, sit. They were so wonderful to that old. They revered the actor. Today, ageism is all over and mostly in Hollywood. You know how many people have said to me, because I'm going to be 83 next week. 
They say, you're going to be 83 and you still want to be in movies? Why? And I say, because I can and because they want me. When they no longer offer me a part, then I will no longer work. Right. But obviously, there's something this old faggot has to offer. Now, I want to go. Okay, so uh, so as far as the producer thing, so I'm going to give an example. So I'm working on a movie, and believe it or not, I've had this movie funded twice, and it fell apart twice, and we're working on it a third time. I've been working on it a long time, and we uh, brought somebody on to produce it with us who has about 200 producer credits uh, on IMDb, and I thought, God, you know, he's like produced all these movies, and he's got executive producer credits. He's got to know how to do stuff, right? So we brought him on the team. And he doesn't know how to find a location, hire an actor, do paperwork. He doesn't know how to do a single thing. And I was like, I don't get this. Like, you're an executive producer on all these films, and you don't even have a single person you can go to for money or anything. And he's like, he's like, no. I said, he said, I paid a little bit of money on every movie, and I got 200 credits, you know, or 100 credits because I paid money, but I don't know how to actually do anything. And I was like, you have to be fucking. And that's what has to stop, you know. Well, I think you know. I will tell you, honestly, I think what it's going to come down to, if we cannot rally as a team and start shutting some of this shit down, it's going to go to Congress and Congress will eventually go no more. People are being defrauded. Yes, a lot of people. giving their life savings to these filmmakers and producers. Oh, just give me 30000 and I'll give you two words and you're going to be recognizable on the street. You're going to be famous. You're going to be at a convention signing autographs, baby. This has to stop. Absolutely. They come to him. Oh, they came to him with this mob movie and they said, you know, do you want to be a happy? And they, he thought he, he thought it was a real thing. And I was like, they want you no, to I didn't pay. think it was a real thing. I was giving it a chance to see if it was a real thing. You know, you never shoot an opportunity down. If somebody offers something, you listen, and then you say, go fuck yourself. For $10,000, he could be in the movie. For $10,000. I'm in the business. I played with Sophia Loren. So I said that. I wrote back. I said, you have to pay me because don't forget, I was in a movie with Tip Hunter and Sophia Loren, and you want me to give you $10,000 for a guy I, I know already and I've worked with? I mean, what are you, out of your fucking minds? These filmmakers will come to me and they'll be like, you want this role? And then if I say, do you want my requirements? What do you mean requirements? Oh, you have requirements. They don't know what that <laughs> they means. They want requirements, really. And so they're like, okay, I'll go get someone for free. And I'm like, good fucking luck with that. Who's from a $3 billion franchise Who's going to support your ass, promote you on the convention circuit? Help you get yeah. distribution. <laughs> so, wait, let's brag a little for you. Wait, Tamara, one Tamara. more. What? Tamara. Okay. I said it right. Don't okay. get me crazy. You did. I said it right. Now maybe Oh, podcasting. Jimmy and I started this podcast 16 years ago. That's why we are who we are. Everybody and their mother that I know now is trying to copy us, and they have a podcast. They're not doing what we're doing because yeah. they've never had one billion downloads that we've yeah. had. But what it does is it infuriates me because they don't know how to do it. Yeah. They look like shit. Their cameras stink. They don't even have a guest on that's decent. And when they do, they have no idea what to ask. 
And the guest only sits there saying, and I'm beautiful and I'm young and I'm in a movie and I have five more movies are coming along and then I'm a great actress and I'm going to do another movie and I'm doing television and I'm doing stick. That's the whole interview. They're sitting there giving their fucking resume and telling everybody how fabulous they are, which I could vomit from. No, I you know, agree. I think it's more endearing, even more so now than ever after COVID, you know, just where we are. I know for myself, all I care about is surrounding myself with more people that are salt of the earth. <clears throat> Let's talk about it. You know, we, especially when you get to like our age, I just think it's more endearing being real and keeping it real because all this other shit, I mean, the, the last weekend I was so freaking aggravated because there's so much fakeness and fake managers and the fakes are literally, if they're like these tornadoes that will like spin into your life, do a bunch of damage and all this shit. And they, and the tornado keeps moving and they leave you and all these other people to clean up their fucking mess. And I'm done. Keep it real or get the fuck out of this industry. Period. I'm tired of seeing it's acting and they're not, I want to do a quick story. The reason that I decided to read scripts now and not do my friends for crappy money and make them happy was because we went to the Directors Guild and an old friend of mine was in the movie and her name is Lily Tomlin. I know Lily from 60, 65 years ago. And the movie was Jane Fonda. We were with the most wonderful professional people at the Directors Guild where they held the party, the after party. I spoke to people, the guy that wrote the movie. I mean, it was wonderful being with professionals. And I drove we drove back to Palm Springs and I said to Jimmy, if I can't be with those people, I don't want to be in the business yeah. because I'm tired of the people who asked me to be in a movie because I promote it for free. They get free PR. What do you think, I'm stupid? I know why they give me a cameo. Ron, would you like to come in and play a two-second scene in the movie? You only talk on our show and millions of people find out. No, I don't think I don't think so. I don't do cameo. I did I do cameos for friends. No. I have good friends. I'm doing a cameo for my very dear friend, uh Ming Ballad, who I love and adore. But I'm in another movie of hers where I'm the star. So it's okay. So I'll do a cameo for a dear friend. And then it gives me the opportunity to promote it. But it, we're not respected anymore is my problem as actors. We're not judged on our ability, our last movie or what we can do on film. Who is this girl? Tamara Glenn. What's a Tamara Glenn? What is she? Where did she come from? What does she do? Did she do porn? Was she a porn star? No, she wasn't. Yeah, maybe if she was a porn star, we could have used her in the movie. Why? She's an actress. What do you mean? Like a Betty Davis? Who the fuck needs her? Get rid of her. And that's what they talk about. But this Tamara girl shall work for free. Oh, I want her. Bring her in tomorrow. <laughs> but, and then, but have you know, her fly herself wait, out. Have her wait, put herself wait, out. Don't said, give her a per diem. Yeah, don't. They don't know what per diem is. For seven days. It ain't happening. They don't know what per diem is. No, but I'm wait saying, a second. I want to. Like, they don't. And I'll say, but you know, she's been in movies. I don't give a fuck if she's been in movies. She's working for free. Get her. Yeah. So first of all, I want to do some bragging, first of all, because we didn't do that because we've had you on before and we all know what you've been in. But first of all, you guys, um, 
She's been in the biggest like horror franchise ever, Halloween. She was in Halloween 5, which right. I watched the other day. Uh, Return of Michael Myers. It's a great, great, great. So she's like an icon in horror, you guys. Um, she also has a small role in Terrifier 2, which I'm not sure, but that might be the most successful independent horror film ever that's just made by like nobody that's not studio-backed. Um, and I actually watched it yesterday, um, and it's – a little bit more violent for me, you know, for what I like. But you? it was, but it was very, but it was a very done, very extremely well movie. It's done extremely well, and the people and that team behind behind Terrifier, whether that people think they know what they're doing or not, they're like genius. They're marketing geniuses. They know how to put it all together. Um, Can I and, tell you something? I do yeah. have to intervene. So, this is the Terrifier backstory. Going back to 2013. For the first one. This this yeah, this is going back. So the producers of Terrifier, I had um, I was the co-founder of a successful international horror thriller sci-fi fantasy film festival here in Arkansas. So what hot spring, the Hot Spring International Film <laughs> Festival International Horror Film Festival. So, I wrote it down. <laughs> So this is how Terrifier goes. So one night on Facebook Messenger, I get this little message from this kid at the time. His name was Michael Levy. So long story short, they were fans of mine. So much energy in these brothers and their production team. They And so they had a film that was going to be screening in my festival. So they're like, I'm like, you know what? Would y'all be interested in shooting some like B-roll for some marketing for me? All this kind of stuff. They're like, sure. We're going to drive all the way from Stanton Island down to Hot Springs, Arkansas. We are all going to have the best time. Going to be the best time ever, Tamara. They walk in the door. Their energy level was anything like I've ever seen in my entire life. So basically, I birthed the producers of Terrifier back in 2013. Awesome. That's the ongoing joke. So when I saw Terrifier, the first one on Netflix, after I sat there for five minutes going, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> so I called up Michael and I said, listen, you know, I want to be a part of this. I don't know what this looks like because I knew they were gearing up to start production on, you know, Terrifier 2. And I'm like, I want something in this movie. I mean, it's just because we're like family. They're like little brothers. It made sense. All made perfect sense. So anyways, yeah, I took a cameo and I never in all of my life thought that cameo. And of course people know I'm from Halloween, but still I never thought that cameo would had would have had as much effect that it's had and been so well received. Oh my God. I mean, Art the Clown has, action figures and like i'm watching them on ebay waiting for one you know to get a little bit less expense because they're like expensive they're beautiful art the clown art the clown I and mean, you know what all of those guys all of those guys are the absolute best i am so proud of each and every one of them because you know what as well as it's done they are still the salt of the earth yeah, no, they're terrific. And you they know what? I, There's no ego. I don't, uh, I'm one of those people who praises all of that. Like I give them total, I know, because I hear a lot of people in the community and everybody's so jealous that they were so successful and how yeah. can that, what? 
they're, they they have worked hard, and it wasn't like they made a movie and two weeks later it happened. I mean, no, this is, no. Even the second one, I think it took three years, I think I read, for them to make it. I mean, this is like, you know, a, a labor of love, and I'm so happy for them. And I think one of the guys got signed to William Morris. Um, Damien did. Yeah. yeah Damien Leon got signed to William Morris on the success of it. And you know what? Congratulations to them. It gives everybody something to achieve, like to, to aspire to be like, you know, to have such great well, success. You, you've got to have any time a filmmaker take the kind of risk cinematically that Damon, because basically the film reads to me, I'm going to do this my way, my vision, and we're just going to put it out there and see where it goes. And my God, what a beautiful experience, but also the success of that film and art the appreciation and art the clown appreciation society. It's all a reflection on the team. Yes. Oh no, absolutely. I, I absolutely. They have one hell of a team and right now and in horror independent film, nobody can touch them. But you know right. what, Tamara, there is no team anymore. I, I'm in a lot of films, and I, I don't see the, the, the crew as a team. It's nobody talks to anybody. They all, they all. I don't know what they are. They're young jerks or what? What the hell is going on? It's yes. ego. A lot of it's ego, and it's a lot of the filmmakers yeah. are bringing on their friends. They're not bringing on experienced people. It's causing a shitload loaded drama. Uh, there's a lot of fraud on some of these sets, and. It needs to cease immediately. Years ago, when I was on the set with Rock Hudson, he was so nice to every single person. Right. I so regretted that he never grabbed me and kissed me either. At the last <laughs> because, oh, he was magnificent. When I got on that set and I went up to him and I said hello to him, and he spoke, his voice was vibrating. He was the most breathtakingly gorgeous man I have ever seen in my life. What a pity that man had to come to such an end and a sweetie pie. But the crew loved him, Martha Ray, my old friend. We all had a wonderful time on the set. I was just on the set of that crappy movie with the bitch I hate that wrote it. And she was a very dear friend of mine, no longer, by the way. And she was not even nice to me on the set of the movie she wrote that she invited me in as a cameo. Not even nice or respectful, nothing. I, they change. They get on the set. They become this woke. I, know, I, just, I, I, all I have it in for woke. You guys, it's called entitlement. Yes, entitlement. Just so they can get on social mo social media and post that, oh, my God, they're on set. They're making a movie. Are you fucking really? Because I haven't seen you do one goddamn thing for like three days. <laughs> People. You have a movie that I think it's in post- I, I wrote down it's in post-production. I'm only bringing it up because we know almost everybody in it. A Chance Before Hell, because we're friends with... Actually, they've all been on our show. Jessica Morris, Alyssa Dowling's a good friend of ours with her husband, Julianne Prescott. I know Robert Lasarda's in it. Was, I, yeah, Johnny Rogers, yeah. It's we've never actually met. We've never actually met. Robert Lasarda's the only one we've never actually met. Uh, we haven't well, ever met like, I feel like we know But him. he's in every movie that like a lot of our friends, right. good friends make. So we see him plus everybody. So Nip like Tuck, I, he was so great. Nip Tuck, it was scary. We'll, we'll get him on our show. Yeah, he was great. But I think that. So what do you have coming up? We have 10 minutes left before our next guest. And, uh, and Oh, so. I want to ask her a question. Okay. What is the biggest regret you have in this business that has happened to you? Something that you say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that happened. 
second guessing myself. You do that? Why would you do that? I've seen your work. You shouldn't second guess yourself. Because there's there because Ron, there's, there's this there's so much noise out there to where it affects you and the amount of people that are coming at you. And I don't, I don't know any of that. It, <laughs> no, what the I do? I must be in a coma half of my life. No, but it really, and I think the older you, you that in. I know, but you got Tamara, you allow, I'm going to give you a little lecture. Father to daughter, you allow that shit in your brain, which clogs your brain. Get rid of that and replace that with positive thinking, and you'll go a lot further. You see, I don't know any of that. The set could blow up around me, and I just stand there and do my lines. <laughs> I could give a shit if it's they like It's different for me. her too, though, because number one, she's like a scream queen in 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 a in a big horror franchise. Number two, you're female and you're beautiful. Yeah, but she's good she's at got, it. I look know, but look at the movies she's been I know. in. Halloween, the other the other jerk with the knife. What was his name? Meyer, whatever. Michael Myers. Michael Myers. <laughs> I hate those movies, by the way. I never watched. I've watched them once, and I've seen your work. Oh, but, you did. Wait, you did another one. But I never honestly very, very, myself. Very I think it has to do with this age thing and getting older. And I because oh. there's, there's so much. Oh, now I'm really going to kill you. No, there's no, Ron, seriously. Oh, there's stop so it. much. Stop to, it, stop it, stop it. She's getting older, she said. I know, she's crazy. Because we're inundated with stupid people. Yeah, you're right about that. You're well, right about that. Wait a minute. That. Betty Davis worked. Blind, old, 80-something years old. They had to feed her her lines on cue cards. Betty Davis, you could work forever until your last day. You could work at my age. There's no such thing as getting old. When a woman gets old, she can't be a piece of ass anymore. She can't do hot sex scenes, but she certainly can do women of the world. Intelligent women, women of knowledge, Women that are bitter, women that are old maids, spinsters, never had children. There are wonderful roles out there. It's up to the writers to make you work. Oh, That's the problem. The writers write for young girls with fake tits. That's it. That's all they want. They want fake tits. They want these filtered faces, no yeah, wrinkles. You know, and it's all like, that's not how, and then they've had so much shit here. I've heard of directors and crew complaining because you can't match a shot if you've got this face looking like this, <laughs> looking like this, and then you've got the hand issue. Yes. Back off of this, I have to look like, I'm a fucking space alien. Right. That's not appealing. And when you hit 45, 50, 55, guess what? Take fucking care of yourselves. Drink water. Eat the proper diet. Knock this shit off. We're not, we're, I, I just don't believe in the land of filters and trying to do all of this shit just because you no. think. Fake titties and everything is going to get you followers. And I'm done. And we're so. That, that we, got a, we got a movie player and they're wearing short skirts that you can practically see there. I, I call them the skirts of clip covers. 
And it's that's all they argue, guys, but we're so at this in society. There, no, I've got to tell you guys this. There was a mom, a mother, a mother influencer, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other, like, don't even get me started on that. But seriously, she faked her kids kidnapping because that would bring more attention to her if she accused people of trying to steal her two kids in a Michael's fucking parking lot. Just four followers? No. That's the land that we're fucking living in? Because if it is, I don't want any part of it. Yeah, that's just crazy. I, I, I don't even consider myself. Like, I never tell people I'm an influencer. It doesn't say that on it. It is an influencer. It's somebody, it's got somebody who's got a big following or I don't exactly know, but the they get paid money or whatever. But like I have like a million and a half followers in all the when you combine all the things and I don't call myself an influencer. Like I, I, I don't really get the whole thing. It's definitely a thing. for I, um, I want to mention one other movie and I don't know if it's coming out yet just because we've only got. Like, I want to say one thing. Remember one thing. There's Meryl Streep. She's no spring chicken. It's She's a hero. She's all the way up in the 60s, and I understand she's not able to memorize lines anymore. Would you believe it? I heard a rumor that she uses a plug. But anyway, um, I don't know if it's true. But Meryl Streep uses a plug, and she's still working and acting. And what is she, about 65, 67? No, she's older than that. 70, maybe, 72. She's, a, she's no chicken. She's fabulous. So don't, don't, I don't, I don't ever want to hear you. If ever I meet you, you ever say anything about age, I'll smack you. Because age is bullshit. It's your energy level that's your age. Remember that. People say to me, you how old do you? They say to me, how old do you run? I said, well, my energy level is about 25. <laughs> and remember that. Because you have high energy level also. I do. I do. You do not have energy it's, level it's of so, a 45-year-old woman. It's so hard just, you know, in this fake-ass <laughs> land we live today, it's just so tough because of the filters and the Botox and all the fake... Well, that's for the joke. And then there are those of us out there who just want to look as real as we can and let the aging process be so graceful no, and no. so beautiful. I don't want to, I don't care what I look like. I want to be the character. I just cut my hair short, which I hate because I have to look about 83 or five, which I was afraid the producers, because my, the, I played the father to a very famous actor in a very important movie. And I don't want to lose this part because it's a wonderful part. But he's only about 15 years younger than I am. And if I look 15 years younger than I am, how can I possibly have a son the same age? So now I'm letting my eyebrows grow in gray and I cut my hair short. I want to age my, imagine to age myself for the part. So I don't give a shit what I look like. My days of over. They were over when I was 21. We know? need to come up with a very cool, uh, cool indie horror project and then we put it together and 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 put something out and do it with perfection 100% and I'm all about I think I worship you guys so much and I really see this because you guys are so experienced and when I interview with you guys I love it because it's real it's a it's real and it's like a breath of fresh air and you guys are honest to God, such a beautiful beacon of light. And, you know, um, 
You know, I mean, seriously, and I'm just. I would have rather said you're a great hard on. That would have been better <laughs> than a beacon of light. No. So I want to mention one other thing because you have another movie I saw on your IMDb called Protege Moi. And I only bring it up because we love Dave Sheridan. He's been on the show. Yeah. Ron's been in movies with him. And Felissa Rose. Dave, and Ron's worked with both of them. Wait, let me just tell you a little bit about Dave Sheridan. He has a wife that has, I think, MS. And this man is probably the greatest husband in the world and father. He adores that woman. He worships her. He waits on her hand and foot and works. So Dave Sheridan, to me, is a super duper person. Have you ever worked with him? Yes, yeah, I yeah. Oh, I went, I went to my coma again. But don't you love him? He's he's terrific. And Felicia's in, in Terrifier 2 with you. I'm sure you know Felicia because she Felissa goes to Rose, the- yeah, Yes, I she's fabulous. We love them both. They're very, very fun. Um, but Dave is what I'm saying. Just like in 2013 when the, when the Levy producers came to my film festival in Arkansas, Felissa was there. You know, this is all over, and so like Melissa and I go like way back. Yep. And the only thing I guess the kind of mood I'm in right now is that I want people to understand how long Felissa's been in this, how long I've been in this, how long Lasardo's been in this. Forever. Let me say something um, about Felissa. Felissa has children too. Yes. She has children. She has a big children. I know, but we do this full time. Yeah, and she runs a family. She runs a home. Because she's a talent. She that do this full time when again, show us just a little bit of respect or be nice, kind. Um, treat us, treat us because just treat us the right way because you know what? We're all really sweet people. And we're oh, going to what did you say? treat us all kind. Yeah, I thought she said old. No, yeah. no, we've been for a long time. Oh, oh, oh. we've been in this I, business for a long time. Right the time. But yes. these newcomers and anybody that wants to do this, please, dear God, go away. Yes, yes. So everybody, you can follow Tamara at Instagram is Tam Glynn, T A M G L Y N N. Check out all her work, and she's got a bunch of stuff that's going to be coming out, and um, she's fabulous. She's a lot of fun, so please. I'd like to work with you. I think we could get something to go. We're going to, Ron. We're going to. We're going to put something together. Jimmy and I are in talks. You could be my daughter, and I could be a very strict dad with you. No, we like love it. You cannot go out past midnight. And, and before we leave you, I just want to say congratulations on your soon-to-be grandchild. Yes, yes, that's a wonderful. Um, I think it's wonderful. And, that's and, an Oscar. And uh, <laughs> and that's a wonderful thing. So congratulations on that. And anytime you have anything to report, let us know. We'll bring you back. And yes. we're going to talk because I want to do something with you. You know what? It's really it's funny, you guys. I'm going to tell you this really fast. Of all months for my grandbaby to be born. October. October is my month because Halloween has been my life. This little baby girl will her her the due date right now is October the 14th, and we could not be no, I'm October the 15th. I'm October. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I want the best for, for for you and your grandchild, and I love the dog, your son's dog, whoever's Thank dog you. is 
dog is so beautiful. I see pictures of it on Instagram and I'm like, oh my God, that's the most beautiful dog ever. Yes. Um, so congratulations with all of it. We'll talk soon. Um, and thanks so much for coming on I the show. You guys so much. And, and everything you said was true. I agree. Love it. <laughs> I don't I love y'all. I love you disagree. too. Thank you. Bye. 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 Yay. I love her. She's so cool. She's a sweet Yes, she is. All right, everybody. So next up, we're going to bring on our next guest. Um, And we're a few minutes late, but he'll be okay. And I was actually wanted to play another video real quick. So so let's do this, you guys. While we're getting him ready, uh, we're going to play Emblem 3 Sunset Boulevard Acoustic. Uh, It's only like three minutes, two minutes long. And as soon as we get back with them, we'll be back with Dan Babick. And you guys are going to love him. Enjoy. Hi, Let's take a trip to Sunset Boulevard in the city of stars. Uh, the city of bloody lights and starry eyes. I said, no, welcome to the city of angels. Juice, naked, all natural, no preservatives or fakeness. I like my ladies, like I like my Brady's and bunches. Got the six pack, I ain't talking about that crunches. Hit it till I quit it like Tyson's punches. I say you gotta rock if you wanna punch it. I swear, I swear, make it less busy. Bust cute, Betty got me dolly dolly dizzy. I'm lost in her eyes, like oh my god, where is she? Down here in SoCal, we getting busy in the city. Getting busy in the city. The second trip to Sunset Boulevard in the city of stars, yeah, city of bloody lights and starry eyes. I said, Welcome to the city of. Reflects off my aviators. Here's a peace sign going out to all my haters. High five, keep done. No hurt hand when we get symbols at yogurt land. And we chill smooth, talk about Betty Blimey. Kill Bruce, play Call of Duty zombies. Yeah, starting to get the best of me while she makes her mind up whether she wants me to wrestle.
bring our next guest, red carpet host, podcast host, <laughs> reality TV show person, uh, and celebrity. A sweet, sweet guy, too. Dan Babick, you guys. <laughs> He's a sweet Welcome guy. him to the show. Hello, hey. everybody. Hey. Hello. Hello. Look at you. You're always looking so handsome. You're always so dapper. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, thank you a lot. You know, especially around I, you guys. You guys you are both going on. I bet you knock them out, all the guys, when they see you. <laughs> Well, do you know what? I'm recently single after three years, so I hope so. So I hope. Oh no! The last time we saw you, you weren't single. So that's happened recently. It did, but it was a long time sort of coming. You know, it was one of those things where it was probably like the last six months was a little long. But um, but yeah, so I feel good about it because I feel like I've been going through a breakup the last six months. So now who, I'm sort of who, is he, who is he? And what does he do? Is he rich? <laughs> Only my luck. He is 30 years older than me, um, and he's not rich. 30 years older than him, but not rich. Oh, get rid of him. What do you want an old man? I know. What was I doing for three years? He was a splendor daddy, as I like to call him. Less calories (laughs) than the sugar. When you go out with a man 30 years older, you go out with one that's rich. That's why I'm with Jimmy. I'm old. <laughs> he's old. Because I'm old. <laughs> and Jimmy's rich. <laughs> no, so hold yeah, on. Wait, wait, wait. So I want to hear my brother Roman. No, no, wait, wait. No, no, no. We don't I, have to introduce each other. I know. We're that. not going to introduce each other. Say hi to the chat room, Dan. I want to. Uh, Hello, everybody. There you go. And are you where? Where are you from? They want. They're just asking us. So you sound Aussie. Are you from Australia? Good guess. G'day, mate. I am Australian. Yes, there you go. That was somebody from England, actually. But I have to tell you, he's one of the nicest people. I don't like everybody that I see. I smile a lot. Hi. But I don't really like him. <laughs> but I always like uh, seeing you. You're pleasant. You always have a lovely disposition. And you're a good interviewer. No, I, I really like you a lot. Now, let's talk. No, hang on. No, no, no wait. I want to talk about his role. No, just wait a second. So, mm. so you guys, we were at the uh, the movie premiere, Moving On, with the Lily Tomlin premiere. We hadn't right. seen Dan in a while because right. of all the, the COVID stuff. And he's he's like on every red carpet, the Emmys, the fucking Golden Globes, uh, Oscars. He's like a red carpet host, you guys. And he was the red carpet host at this movie premiere interviewing everybody. And it's the first time we had seen him in about, I don't know, probably two years. No. Yeah, because of COVID. Didn't we see him at the Oscar party? No. Not the one we were at. Anyway, we didn't see him, so you we hadn't seen him, and we, and we got to see him again, and so that's what made me just think, oh, my gosh, we should contact him and have him come back on the show. So it was great seeing you. Did you have a fun time at the Moving On red carpet? Did you enjoy Lily Tomlin? Oh, I did. I think especially, like, you know, it happens with what you guys do, and you're so connected, but, I mean, whenever you get to spend time with an icon like Lily, it's just it's just so cool. And I think she's – I know you guys were talking about aging earlier – she is just the definition of just aging with grace and that life gets better um, the longer it goes on. And, you know, her tribe and that whole film, like when you talk to them, all of them tell you that they're happier now than they were when they were 20, when they were 30, when they were 40, and that it's actually just keeps getting better. Well, now Lily's out of the closet. You know, I met her, I believe it was Boston, but I don't think so now. Now it might have been Greenwich Village, New York, about 65 years ago. I, I was I was 19 or 20, and she was the same age, and she was with this gorgeous redhead that was her girlfriend, who I understand she's still with, who doesn't have the fire red hair anymore, but golden red. And Lily was a lesbian, and it was a Greenwich Village, and we, we were all gay kids hanging out together. And I think that had a lot to do with her, that she worried about being uh, outed. 
now as an older woman and as a lesbian and so respected and able to talk about her, her wife and her life, sure, she's happy. Who the hell, would you be happy if you were in a closet? Would, would you like it if you had to play straight? No, I couldn't, I couldn't do that for one day. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> Not for one so, day. So think about it, Dan. Yeah. You know, so I, I love Lily. Anyway, I, I mentioned the story to Lily. She vaguely remembered it, but then when I mentioned the name Bobby Denard, the famous ice skater that was with me, she said, oh, I remember. So she was lovely. Lily is still lovely. She was a sweet girl back then. She was about 20 also, and funny, dirty mouth. She was a, a, a risque comedian. Uh, wonderful. So I want to brag a little for you, because I, I, I really, I think the first time we had you on, um, we had you on and you had been on Vanderpump Dogs, and, and that was a big thing since that's, you know, anything with Vander, Vander, Vanderpump is like huge. Um, but I really didn't know that like, you have an extensive background of interviewing and red carpet interviews and all the, the shows you've been on. So I'm just going to brag a little for you. Um, uh, so you guys, he was uh, after Buzz TV after show for on Real Housewives of Melbourne, which I'm assuming is just like the Real Housewives of here. It's just in New Melbourne, right? Yeah, just with different accents. They still throw yes. one in each other, and they, they still look completely fake. So, uh, nice. uh, Emmy's Red Carpet Live, the 59th Annual Grammy Awards, the Radio Disney Music Awards, the Met Gala Red Carpet, which that was just the other day. Was Did you watch it on TV? I haven't watched it, but I did see Jared Leto in the cat suit. Um, yeah. That was my favorite. I like a bit of fun. Especially with yeah, I like it in one, too. Yeah. He's been on the Ellen DeGeneres show, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the Oscars opening ceremony, Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards, um, Design Genius, which is I'm going to assume is kind of like Project Runway. It is. I joke it's low budget Project Runway. I hosted that show and they couldn't get Tim Gunn because he was too expensive. So I guess they kind of said, oh, this dude will do. So <laughs> That's still the, what a fun because <laughs> I used to be a clothing designer. So I love that. Um, then the Project Runway after show. Um, and then you, you're a host on Face 5, which you've got a ton of uh, episodes. And now you have your own uh, podcast called the Dream Come True podcast. Yes, do. It's so funny because you think like in life that you don't, you know, you kind of got an unrealistic expectation of, you know, of where you want to be. And you think that you haven't done all of the things you want to do. And of course, right. but uh, when you say it back like that, it's like, oh, wow, I have been busy. I have done so many of the things I wanted to do. But um, I guess this sort of next phase is sort of, I want to have longer conversations with people because so much of the red carpet is frivolous and it's fun and I love it. But my sweet spot is really connecting with people in a, in a more meaningful way. And I love that now I get to do it with the podcast because I have 50 minutes with someone uh, versus no more than 10 minutes on a red carpet. So, um, yeah, I'm loving it. I've got three more episodes to go of season one and then, um, you yeah, know, we'll go from there. So you might as well, like, uh, tell us, tell people if they want to listen to it. How do they actually yeah, how, find your how podcast? Do they find how it? do we find you? So Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts, just Google Dream Come True Podcast or my name and it should come up. So. There you go. i do that again. Dream Come True Podcast. Podcast. Dream Come True Podcast. So I think of a dream come true and it's the podcast. Good. Perfect. I love it. And I'm sure you're great at it because you're good as an interviewer. As I said before, you're a nice guy. If you were a piece of shit, I would say, you know, forget it. (laughs) 
So wait, uh, let's talk stuff. interviews. Since you've done a bunch of interviews and we've done a bunch of interviews, who are some of your favorite interviews that you've actually had an opportunity to speak to? Whether it was a long interview or a short interview, uh, who, who are some of the people that you really like? You know what? It's such a shame because my favorite interview for so many years, and it still is my favorite interview, I can't stand the person now. Uh, <laughs> I, like, I hate the person. Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, really? Caitlyn Jenner. But at the time, I interviewed her for like an hour. He um, so he's not a her, he's a him. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed her for like an hour and when she first transitioned and she was first sort of making her public appearances. So, I mean, at that time, she was super down to earth. She was wanting to be a beacon of light for the community. Um, she's not now. But at that time, I just found her story so fascinating and getting to talk to her uh, at that moment in time because she was the most famous person in the world at that time. She was the number one search thing on Google. Um, so, you know, being with the most sort of famous person or in the world, in the room, um, was really interesting. And I think the most interesting thing of all is how normal she was uh, at that time yeah, and how it didn't feel like a big deal. It was just a person revealing their story. No, I think that's like cool. Well, you know something, I'm tired of, you know, I did drag for years. I don't know if you remember, I impersonated Jane Russell. Believe it or not, I did look like her back then. And I worked uh, in all the straight clubs for years as a stand-up comic and singer. And I never considered myself a woman. I was a man portraying a woman dressed as a woman. As long as you have a male jewelry, you know, the, the dual box is male, you're a male. So these people that say they're a woman, and they dress in drag, no, you're portraying a woman. If you have your dick taken off and a pussy put in, <laughs> then you're a woman. So we're not where I come from. So let's not make drag queens into trannies because drag is an art, a wonderful art. When a man like me could be, I wish we had my picture handy to show you what I look like. I look like Jane Russell and I'm wow. sexy. A big guy like me could change. That took hours and hours of machinery and work and and facade. That's an art. What I did was an art. I didn't uh, have a beard and put lipstick on and a dress and run out and say I'm a woman. <laughs> because I mean, I've been to you know my very good friend Janae Montague King is a drag queen and he does Liz Lauren and he has this uh, emerald world ball i'm sure you must have heard of it the emerald emerald kingdom em emerald kingdom and he made me a duke and he made taya gill the duchess and he was the prince and all that crap and we went to it and there was a bunch of straight men there with their wives in drag and they looked like men they had pop popeye muscles they they had beards they had lipstick on and, and a crappy wig and a house dress with they couldn't fit in high heels so they were in women's bedroom slippers and I thought to Janae, I said, what the hell is this? He said, these are transvestites, men that like to dress as women, but they're not gay. They're straight and they're married to women. So I think it's time that the media educates the world that there are male illusionists, which I was an actor who portrays a woman. Then there are transsexuals like our very dear friend, Jennifer, who was a man once has had the surgery and is now a woman and she's a lovely person. And then there are straight men who dress in women's panties and bras because they like it. So let's not confuse it and make it one person because a lot of people say to me now, 
when they know that I portray Jane, did you ever want to have to change? And I said, no. <laughs> when I used to go, go back home after work, I'd get in the shower and I'd look down at the brother and the two sisters. And I'd <laughs> the say, brother and the two sisters. <laughs> and I would say, hi, guys. So good <laughs> to see you. Because I was a woman for, listen, I did a dinner show at 8 and a drink show at 11. I was in drag for all those hours. You get a little nuts. So when I was a guy again, I was so happy. Anyway. That's my point. I, I needed to get this out there. You agree? Absolutely. And no one's really having that conversation because everyone's just sort of putting it in the one box as one thing. And, and you know, even, yeah, it's, that's what everyone's doing. So I'm actually glad that, oh, your baby's there. Oh, that's your dog. Oh, you see, ask, where's your baby? Look at um, um, he's busy working on his new album, you know, modeling <laughs> shoes. <Yeah. laughs> you guys, Dan has the cutest dog, and he takes it a lot of times with him. We went to the Marcel Waltz no, uh, we, Pretty Boy uh, premiere, and no, he brought his dog. The first time we met him was at, uh, was it Su Wong's Oscar party? No. No. Somebody else's mm. Oscar. I met you at an Oscar yeah. party. Oh, yeah. Where did we meet you, you the were, first you, time? You were with a, some guy and a dog. You had to do. Do you know what? It's all a blur. It's all a blur. It was some long, event. It was some long, event. Long time ago, and yeah. then uh, we've seen you a couple of times with your doggy. Your dog I is wish, adorable. I, I wish I could bring him. With I adorable. hate leaving him home, even though he has a sister, Brandy, who's here. So but, your dog is well. Oh, he's yeah. very well, and that's my joke. When he's not here, I say, "Oh, he's recording his new album. It's coming out in spring." That's like um, super- no, he's well. He's really well. I love him so much, and. I just have to be very careful that I, um, because I do travel a lot, that I don't bring him every day or bring him to every interview because then he gets too reliant on me and it's too hard when I have to go to Australia where I can't bring him. So I wish he was here. I I miss him on my lap. I I I do that. When I go to LA, I can't wait to get home to see Astro. All right, now enough of the baloney. Let's get to the real stuff. So how'd you meet the guy? What, what, well, they're not together, so why does he want to talk about it? What do you mean it? they're not together? He just told you. He just got broke up with the guy. They were together for all three years, and the last six months oh. weren't so good, and he just broke up with them. So you're trying to ask him questions about him, and he's like, oh, I just what? got rid of that guy. He wasn't having any money. You know, what? <laughs> you know what? I really sometimes don't hear too well. <laughs> so you're single. He's single and ready to mingle, what? baby. Have I got a guy for you? Ooh, ooh. I think I'm, I'm going on pause for three months just because I think I, I don't want my next thing to be a rebound. But yeah, yeah, three months, I'll be off pause. Let me know when you're ready for a date. So now, do you like to go out with guys? And the guy are, is nothing shitty. He's a good guy. Do you, like oh, to go out with, do you like to go out with people who work in the entertainment industry or do you prefer it to be someone who's not in the industry so that way you don't um, conflict in any way? Um, well, you know, I'm a bit of an old school girl. I'm like, I would rather have someone that's in the industry that can help your career. Why not? Um, yes. No, but to me, it's really just about who they are as a person. I, I really don't care um, about you know, anything rather than who, who they are as a person. So what they do is sort of irrelevant to me. It's more about the person. So That's good. So what made you break up with the guy after three years if I'm not being nosy? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's, do you know what? It's actually, I think sometimes things are a blessing in life because you know, I am, you know, Australian, so I'm renewing my visa right now. And, you know, it would have been easier to get married. So the question of marriage came up, um, which made us kind of question our relationship. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to get married. I felt sick in my stomach thinking I had to be married to him and that we would have to then be together for a certain amount of time because 
I'd sort of mentally moved on a few months prior. So it was actually that that brought it to light. Otherwise, we probably would have been together another year. Um, and, you know, that's time that you could be out there meeting someone that's more suitable. But um, it actually is all hunky-dory. It ended really well. We both feel the same way. And um, that's what life does. You know, sometimes people are in, in your life for, what do they say, a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So That's uh, right. You know, also, three years ago, you were not the person you are now. And it's difficult no. being with you because, you know, you don't offer slippers a dog at the fireside and a home-cooked meal. You know, you're, right. a, you're a professional. You eat out all the time. You're on the road all the time. And for somebody to keep up with that that's not in the business, they can't do it. My part, partner, somebody I went out with for five years before I married Jimmy, he was, he, he was in the gold business, you know, uh, the jewelry. They sold gold. Anyway, he had no idea about my profession. And he met Jane Russell for the first time, you know, who was my buddy. And he said to Jane Russell, oh, you know, I'm Jewish. <laughs> so I thought, oh, my God. <laughs> so Jane Russell said, oh, that's okay, because Jesus was Jewish also. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought to myself, this guy is never going to make it in my world, you know, very difficult. He didn't know how to speak or behave with actors of famous people. And I always had Kay Ballard in my house. I had Terry Moore, always the, the old movie stars of years ago. I wish Jimmy met them. They're all dead now. But anyway, I wish I would have met them. Yeah, so he couldn't, he just couldn't function. So he sat in a no. corner rooting and he realized that it, it wasn't working. And I said to him, no, and I'm not giving up my life, my work. And we just don't have anything in common. So I went with him one time. He, went, he rented a hotel room here in Palm Springs where he was buying gold because that's what he did. He was gold guys, the company. And I sat there with him trying to buy gold <laughs> with him. He fired me. He said, you talk too much. He said, you talk too much and you're not good with numbers. No, you know what it was? Somebody, somebody came in with a wonderful piece of silver. And I said, would you really want to sell this? I said, this is really beautiful. I would never sell this if I had it. And the guy said, you know, <laughs> and that's how come I got fired. So, yeah, I want to go back to Dan. All right. But anyway. Yes. So I have a question. So when we met you. Wait, wait, no, no, who, I want to finish. Who are you wait, doing? Wait, 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 wait. I want to finish. So. We have, we have no, 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 wait a minute. So do you prefer someone in the business? I already asked him that. When did you ask him that? <laughs> He a, answered the question. He said it would nice be nice to be somebody who's in the business or somebody who. You know what happens? I try to think of my next question and I'm not listening. Yeah, he's not listening. Tell him, tell him, fuck off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. no, I want to know. And the next time you the say, last, "Honey," yeah. I'm going to say, "Yeah, you fuck." So fuck no. off. Yeah. Um, so when we met you, because what is phase five? Is that who you were with when you were on the red carpet, or is that something totally different than when you were on the red carpet? No, no. So most of my red carpets, I've, I've done all sorts of different outlets, but most of it's with this online platform called Fab TV. But um, okay. phase five was a thing that I wish worked out. It was from one of the creators of Oprah, and it was after the election where Donald Trump won, and she tried to create a show similar to The View but for millennials. Um, kind of, you know, trying to show that it, it's okay to agree to disagree. And okay. and that's what we aim to do. And, you know, Steadman was involved in the early days. And, you know, I was really excited for it. And I think that's still something that we've got to try and get to in some ways, trying to find uh, agree to disagree, uh, because it's just not 
something that's viable right now or, or happens and it's difficult because everything's so but um yeah it, it she was crazy the the creator and she was abusing prescription drugs and it just got to a point where no one wanted to work with her anymore um so it fell through but um you know had she not been the owner of the show i think it really would have taken off um because we had all of the people behind you know us that we needed so who was the most difficult interview where I've had them where you got to pull teeth to get any word out of them. You know, I did Cliff Robertson and I was talking to Cliff in the interview. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. So I got annoyed. I said, Cliff, I hear your wife is a bitch. <laughs> I had to wake him up. He said, oh, no, she's not a bitch. She just plays bitches in the movies. And then yeah. I got him to talk. Did you ever have to do such a thing? It's funny. It's always like someone random. It's like, you know, like one of the cast members of Vanderpump Rules, even though I'm in that world. Um, but I've, I've been really lucky, I think. I think a lot of the time when someone's on camera, they're conscious of that. So even if they're a, a cunt off camera, I'm not sure if I can say that. Sorry. Yeah, you can say it. Um, <laughs> yeah even if they're an asshole off camera, when the camera's on, they're generally nice. And usually on a red carpet, you know, lots oh, of cameras are on. But that um, dancer, Cheryl, someone that's on like Dancing with the Stars, she's one of the instructors and I guess she's been on every season. Um, Cheryl, she was just horrific. She was horrible. Yeah, I, I, actually, yeah. I actually stopped watching that show like a long time because I think that they had like 30 seasons. I, I know the guy, Len, died, I think, which is unfortunate because he was fabulous. Yeah, we, um, I tell Jimmy, tell the guests that we do the bragging for them. We don't want guests to come on and brag about themselves because we find that people don't like it. The audience said, oh, they're so full of themselves, I'm going to vomit. So we tell them, just come on and let us handle it. We, it's our show. We'll, we'll guide you well. We never hurt anybody on our show. Well, this bitch came on, and she just went ahead and bought <laughs> all of it and did an hour, did 40 minutes of how wonderful and fabulous she was, and I tried to interrupt her, and she kept telling me what to do on my show. So I got up and I walked off the set. <laughs> and I left. The only time? But yeah, we've only had it happen once. Only once. And I have you ever walked off the set and left anyone there? I did it as a, I did it when I hosted Design Genius for the cameras. Oh, for fun. I, I'm just, I'm not a walk off set sort of guy, but I did it. There was this, oh no, actually I did. I did it on purpose. I did it for the cameras, but I also wanted to walk off set. Um, one of the designers was bullying one of the other designers because I guess this, there were two black women uh, and they were going at each other throughout the competition, but this one girl was sort of gaslighting her. Great show that was. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, she was bullying the other girl and I just had enough and she'd lied to everyone and had said that this woman had attacked her um, and we went through the footage. We had to stop shooting for six hours every frame and we proved what? that she was wrong um and then she said well that was my reality and i just thought you're just so fucking dumb like we've really? I've watched cameras back for six hours like i'm done you're a bully you're a liar and uh yeah i just walked off so when you when you were like growing up what did you want to be when like did you always fashion yourself as being you know like a tv host like a tv host or a red carpet interviewer or you know, because you've done everything. You're in reality TV. You've kind of like done it all. Like anything that has he's, to do with he's, real he's, life. He's current. He does yes. everything that's current. So what is it that you set out to do? And and are you doing what you set out to do? Kind of. I guess, you know, it's, you know, my life is still hopefully got many, many years to, to go. But um, as soon as I was a kid, I think I saw Oprah 
Um, and obviously she's a completely different, you know, that's a different beast, but I was like, I want to do that. And I think as early as three, I recognised that, you know, as soon as I could recognise what a TV host was, I just knew that that was what I was meant to do. I love it. I mean, I think well, that's would, really Would cool. you go out with a guy? How I don't know how old you are. I'm not going to ask you. Would you go 29. out? With, 29. So okay. he's like a baby. Okay, good. Would you go out with a very handsome, tall, lovely man who lives in New Orleans? Ooh. He's an actor. And he's my daughter's very best friend. And he's a wonderful person. I couldn't recommend anyone better. And he's he came out of a relationship where he was abused and used verbally because the partner was jealous of his work as an actor. And uh, he was very upset about it. And he's he's the marrying kind. So if you're not looking for, a, if you're looking for one night, I guess he would do that too. But, <laughs> but you know, basically... I think he's a romantic. You're a romantic. Oh, if you're right? a rom- then this guy's for you. If you're a romantic, this guy's for you. He is just. I love him. If I wasn't with this old bag and I yeah. was twenty, I would be with him. I would. I would have oh, gone out. No, seriously. Wait I'm a sec. Are you a romantic or not? Do you? I think you are. Yes, he is a romantic. I am. I think that's what life's about. Life is about you know having the most beautiful experiences. And that's a part of it. It's like, why wouldn't you try and create romance and, and beautiful experiences between the person you love? Or so let's get a, you're making a marriage. I know, but I don't, I don't want to do that. Wait a minute. So when you're ready, I will ha- call him because he wants to come to L.A. now anyway for a visit. And then you will meet him. And if anything works out, he'll move to L.A. because he's lived in L.A. before. He just goes to New okay. Orleans because there's a lot of work in New Orleans, a lot of film work. And he's from New Orleans. Okay. Anyway, we'll we'll see what Ooh, we can do. I like that. Oh, it's really I good wanna, looking. I want to go back to like Ooh, okay. Oh, good. So I'll have to get his name afterwards. Give us give us a give us uh, an idea like someone who's well well enough known that we'll know what they look like. Who are some of the different people who you find, whether they're gay or straight? But just who are some of the people that you find attractive? Ron Russell, of course. Besides God, us, boy, yeah. besides you know, like are you ready? Like I have a like I have a. Uh, like I've always liked Malcolm McDowell. Like that's how I. The first time yeah. I met, I, I knew Malcolm McDowell already before that night. The first time I met him, I, I, I told him I was at a convention and I whispered in his ear. I said, "I know you're straight, but if you were gay, I would rock your world." And we became friends. And we've been friends ever since. Um, so, like, who is somebody? But who are some people like that are kind of well known that you think are attractive? Like he likes Jason. Rob Lowe. Oh, I think Rob, Rob Lowe is just. Rob and I think he's honestly Rob Lowe, number one. And He's you know what cute. the guy I'm fixing you up with? I swear to God, no bullshit is on his type. He's built like that. He, he could very well look the same coloring, the same hair. Every he could look anyway. Like Rob Lowe's a good pick, and yeah. Rob Lowe's been around. You're too young to know. Do you, have you seen like all the old Rob Lowe movies from back in the day? I have. I've seen some of them. Yeah. So I, and back in the Demi Moore era and the Rat Pack and yeah, I love all those. And did you see the one where he's? Um, I, I think he's in that movie where he's a rower. With Julian Sands, he goes to like Oxford to, to be on the rowing team. With Julian. No, I haven't seen that one. That's a really good one. You have to see that. Okay, so let's move. Uh, so let's and talk. Also, about- you know, it's interesting because I have two types. I have Rob Lowe, and then uh-huh. I find The Rock really attractive. Ooh. Okay, The Rock. The Who's Rock. The Rock. Come on, Dan Johnson. Like, that's like he's the biggest movie star in the world. He gets like fifty million dollars a movie. The Rock, the really big guy with the big tattoo all the over guy his that chest. Was in that- Shazam! I know he was in uh, Black Adam. No, he was in the jungle there with 
Oh, I think he was in Jungle yes. Cruise too. Yes, he was in. I love him. He's great. He's not my type. Like, he's he's a Hawaiian fellow. Yeah, right? he's the Hawaiian oh. guy. Yeah, he's yeah, not my type. Yeah, it's I, it's funny. They're so different, but I think sometimes like he's just so big and so likes, masculine that it's like it's attractive. I like Jason's statement because he's cute and I love the way he beats everybody up. He he does it. 10, 12 guys are coming at him. He knocks them all out in the movies. And I just find that so amusing. Of course, it's ridiculous. But I just love uh, this. I don't know. Something about Jason. I mean, I always had a thing for English guys anyway. So, so go to who? who okay. So like uh, interviews. You've interviewed. I mean, you've interviewed a lot of people. I know just being on all these different red carpets. Who's who's like someone that you would love to interview that you haven't had a chance to interview? Or let's say you're going to book your next your next huge guest for dream come true, your podcast. And it can be anybody living or dead. Who would you want to interview? Ron Russell, of course. No, no, um, no, of course. Jimmy star, Ron Russell, you know, number one, but um, I have three mega stars well, two mega stars and one famous sort of person that I, I haven't interviewed that I want to Oprah, mm-hmm. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. And this one's random. Hillary Duff. I love her. And I love Hillary Duff. I I reach out to her all the time to get her on this show. She never seemed to um, have gotten it going. Hillary Duff, she was like the most famous person in the world, like the famous when? Huh? A minute. No, for like 10 years. She was Hillary like Hillary Duff? Yeah. I must have been in a coma then too. Hillary, I love her. <laughs> Matter of fact, she no, did that consistently worked. She did that song uh, where she went to the school, the music school. I forgot the name of that movie, but like Raise your voice. Raise Your Voice. I love that movie. I've seen it like 50 yeah. times. I love that voice. And the guy who she falls in love with in that movie, the singer guy, I love him. I've always tried to find him, but he doesn't really have social media because I would love to have him on the show because um, I love that guy. I think they're As terrific. for me, I've interviewed so many, but the only one that really ever was my love of my life was Jane Russell. When I mm-hmm. interviewed my Janie Poo, you know who Jane Russell is? I do. I do. And that was the interview that I loved the most. And I, I watch it often because I'm, I'm going to cry. Wait, wait. Because I miss her a lot. Who was the second person? Mm-hmm. I heard Oprah. What was the second one again? Uh, Mariah Carey. Oh, okay. I love Mariah Carey. Um, I've heard yes. she's difficult. And I don't know because yes, I've never met good. her. And, you know, you never know with people because lots of people tell me people are difficult. And I meet them and I don't have any problem at all. So, But I think that Mariah Carey is one of the greatest singers to have ever walked the planet and when she sings Fly Like a Bird and hits those high notes, like nobody on the planet can hit those. Patty LaBelle can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, so I agree with you. I would love I would love to interview Mariah Carey. I would love to like go see her live in concert too. So where yeah, she's just got – I saw her at Madison Square Garden at Christmas time. And uh-huh. she's still – like there is something that's like out of this world that, you know, it's like it's almost like she's talking to the angels, like that frequency of how high she can get. Like she's phenomenal. Um, apparently she loves the gays, especially the British and the Australian yes. gays. So I think um, I'd have a good time with her because she loves an accent. So Yeah, we had uh, Guy Sebastian on our show. Uh, oh, he's huge. Uh, he's huge. And huge. I, know, I know that he's really, really big there. It was a long time ago. We had him on the show when he, like a little, when he did his first tour of, of the United States after winning Australian Idol or whatever he won. I don't know what he won. Was it Australian Idol or something that he won? Or won yeah, he was the first won. winner, but he's almost like um, – it's almost like the people that win first, um, like Kelly Clarkson, have a career for yeah. life, and then yeah. everyone else, you know, doesn't have a career at all yeah. you know, for the most part. Um, but, he, yeah, he's huge. He's like the biggest pop star in Australia. I love him. Yeah, 
I want to get a little two minutes. You have two minutes. Oh, I want to get serious for a minute. We have a wonderful friend of ours um, who, who is a producer, and he's having difficulty with a green card because he's from Germany. Are you having difficulty getting a green card? And how do you feel about these people just coming into our country without a green card and being given everything? And you people who are valuable people, productive people, working people, are you having difficulty with your green card? Yes. Yes. And I've worked here for 10 years. I mean, you've, you've shown my resume. It's appalling. And it's appalling. It's appalling. Yeah. It's, and it's so difficult. They make it so hard. Uh, and the whole thing is like you're going to mooch off the government in the US. And as much as I love America, if I wanted to mooch off the government, much better to do it in Australia. Free healthcare, <laughs> like $800 a week, like so much better to mooch off the government if that was my intention. So it's really actually, it's very difficult if you come from a first world country to, you know, yeah, from stay Germany. in the US. It's really hard. Really hard. He's one of the best movie directors. It's Marcel Walt. Marcel Waltz, who is a wonderful, wonderful producer, does great, great films, and he has. Oh, she knows Marcel because we invited him to the Pretty Boy. Oh, company. yes, I know him. I've met him. I know yeah, him very yeah. well. So, Marcel drives a hundred forty thousand uh, uh, dollar BMW. BMW. He lives in a magnificent home. He's productive. His husband is an airline pilot. We only have like a minute. We don't even have a minute for we have, a German airline. He go. is financially fit. There's no way he's mooching off the government. But it's okay for these people to come in illegally and mooch off the government. That's okay. But productive people that are working, we gotta go. it's not. So you guys anyway. listen up. I wish you to get a green card if that's what you want. Go I, yes, and I agree with you, Ron. Make sure you about the Dream Come True podcast by Dan Babic. His Instagram is Dan Babic, D-A-N-B-A-B-I-C. Any in any events we have coming up, if anything comes up, I'll make sure because I just forgot because we haven't seen you uh, like to invite you because we love seeing you. Yeah, and, I do. I do. and if you got I anything like to promote, let us know and we'll help any way we can. Oh, amazing, guys. And next time Gizmo's coming, I don't care who's in the recording studio. We'll He's come in a come couple out. weeks and we'll do it again. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. great. Hey, thank you so much, guys. I'll be in Bye. touch with you about the guard. All right. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm interested now. I'm very All interested. Right. Everybody, thank you we'll so much. Private. We'll see you guys next yes, week. Sounds thank good. You. Thanks, our guests, Take Tamara, care, Glenn, Danny. and Dan Babic. We'll see you guys next week. Sorry we went over time. Bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Missing past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh.